Hey, hey, welcome back to the podcast. Oh my gosh, y'all. I am just overwhelmed with gratitude at all of the messages and lovely support that I got from y'all the other day. And it's just been great just hearing about how much y'all like the podcast and how much it speaks to you guys is so just encouraging to me and not that I needed the encouragement but it definitely is appreciated so today we are going to have a second episode which is so exciting it is currently Monday May 16th and it is 5 52 p.m It does not feel like 5.52 because I, in fact, woke up at 11 o'clock. You know, summer break things, um, life of a college student, I guess. (laughs) But today we are going to talk about something that is very important to me and very special to me. But first, we're going to start off with a little life update because I want to get in the habit of doing that on every podcast just so I can kind of decompress because this is my podcast and... I get to do that if I want to. So, life update. Um, Not much has changed (laughs) since I last spoke on the podcast because it's literally been like two or three days. But I wanted to kind of get this one filmed and, sorry, not filmed, recorded before I go off to camp. Um, So, the first update I have is... um, Obviously, I've been home here in Frisco for summer break, and I have really struggled with being home. I'm not even going to lie. It's just a lot, and I feel a lot of loneliness. It feels heavy at some points, because in college, we're so used to just being around people all the time. All my friends and I, like, we're hanging out all the time in school um, if we're not in class. And so it's very different coming home and having to make plans. Like my friends aren't just right there. Like I actually have to make plans and I have to get out and I have to do things. I know real first world problem right there. Uh, But it's been hard because also coming home, I'm reminded of a place uh, that has been there for me that is my safe space but also that I've dealt with some really hard things some really dark emotions um when I've been home um in the past like high school is really hard for me that's when I really struggled with mental illness and so coming back to a place where I struggled and seeing people who were there for me during my struggle kind of reminds me of it and that's not always the easiest thing to encounter but I am very excited because I am leaving for staff training on Wednesday, and I work at a summer camp called Sky Ranch. This will be my first summer as an overnight counselor. Now, to kind of give you a little history about Sky Ranch and I, I um, got the opportunity to go to camp when I was in fourth grade, and that's the first time I heard the true gospel, and so that just started my journey at Sky from there. Um, I went every summer and I either worked or volunteered um, these past couple of summers since I can't be a camper anymore. But this time I get to do the job I've always wanted to do at Sky and that's be an overnight counselor. 
And the Lord is so kind and he is so gracious to allow me to go back to the place where I first heard the gospel and get to share that same gospel with campers who may be hearing it for the first time. So wow, what a beautiful thing. What an exciting journey that I get to go on this summer. For camp, um, I'm feeling nerve-sided, as I like to say quite often, nervous and excited. Obviously excited because I get to go back to a place that means a lot to me and is super fun. Might I mention, like, all the activities, literally top tier, so fun. Um, But there's also this nervousness in me of, will I share the gospel accurately? Will I reach campers? Will I like my co-counselors? All these different thoughts spinning in my head and it kind of (laughs) creates this spiral of just almost anxiety, which we will definitely be talking about anxiety later. But yeah, it's scary and it's new, but it's really exciting. So that's kind of a little life update on me. So now we're going to get into the big topic of this podcast today. And it sounds a little silly, but I'm titling it Why I Love Car Washes. I know it's it's weird and it's really random, but I wanted to share a little bit about why I love car washes and then we're going to look at some scripture and we're going to talk about some stuff and then we're going to go back to car washes. So, just hang on, uh, bear with me here. So if I had to say a normal everyday thing that brings me so much joy, I would have to pick car washes. I absolutely love just, you know, after I pay, just going through and seeing all the different colored soap and the water coming down and then you dry in your car and then you get to vacuum and clean up your car. And it's just like the best feeling ever after you get your car washed. It is so nice to have a clean car and not have people make comments or like, especially family members, just be like, wow, you need a car wash. Like, no, you can rest and relax and your car is clean and it's a space where you can enjoy and just jam out to good music. And I always make sure to pick the best music when I'm in the car wash. Like that is when I put on a show like it is my time to shine because no one can see me I'm just doing my thing so that's why I love car washes um and it's a little thing it's nothing big it's an everyday some might call it mundane thing that gets done but it brings me so much joy and so much excitement And I almost always take a picture every time I go through a car wash because I never know what color the lights are going to be in it. And so it's just really exciting every time I get to take a picture. And now I have a collection of car wash pictures on my phone. Um, And I love going through car washes with my friends. Um, I remember this past semester, my friend Alyssa was like, yo, can we get a car wash? And I was like, yes, like not even joking, like, please let me come with you because I'm this is my favorite thing ever. So um, I love car washes. Anyway, with that, um, today we're going to be talking about the little things that bring joy, that bring gratitude, that bring excitement into our lives. And 
a car wash is just an example of something that brings me joy and makes me feel at peace and it's just so fulfilling even if it's just for a moment um and it is so exciting to me so the passage that we're going to be looking at is matthew 6 and i know that is such an overused passage on anxiety don't even get me started how annoyed i get (laughs) when the pastor or sermon or whatever is about anxiety he's like okay um we're gonna be talking about anxiety today in my head I'm like if you say Matthew 6 I'm gonna lose it because that is the only passage I've heard over anxiety and I just feel this frustration in me that's like why isn't there anything else in scripture about anxiety why does it just have to be Matthew 6 like is that not sufficient enough like there should be more there needs to be more because I struggle with anxiety so badly and no one understands and not even Matthew 6 can help um yeah that's me when I think about Matthew 6 so I have a love-hate relationship with this passage and we'll talk about why um but I am going to read it to you guys. I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'm going to read verses 19 through 24. Stop, talk a little bit. Read verses 25 through 34. Stop and talk a little bit. Um, And then we'll kind of get more into detail about um, what this means for us. So just know if you are frustrated with Matthew 6, so am I. But we're going to read it anyway because it is God's word and God's word is truth and it is forever and it is it is sufficient even though my, you know, flesh may tell me it's not. So, yes, I also, this is a random side note, but I was at Half Price Books today and I just bought a new little Bible. So it's like a little pocket size that I can take with me to camp, but it has these pretty flowers embroidered on it. It'll probably go up on the Instagram so y'all can look at it. But it's a CSB, which I typically use ESV, but I wanted to try something different. And I know CSB is a good version. So let's start Matthew chapter 6, verse 19 through 24. The title of this is God in Possessions. It says, Don't store for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth or rust destroys and where thieves don't break in and steal for where your treasure is there your heart will be also the eye of the la- the eye is the lamp of the whole body sorry let me start over with that <laughs> the eye is the lamp of the body if your eye is healthy your whole body will be full of light But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. So if the darkness within you, so if the light within you is darkness, how deep is that darkness? No one can serve two masters since either he will hate one and love the other or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. So I chose to read this before I get into like the meat of the passage, which is talking about anxiety I chose to read this before to kind of give some context now Jesus is giving his famous sermon on the mount so these are his words from his mouth and there's something so special about reading the gospels because we get to hear it from the source himself 
which is really, really sweet and such a gift that he is able to connect with us in that way through his word. So from this, it's talking about what we treasure in our hearts. For me, I might treasure something like car washes, but I also might treasure money and I may not want to spend money on a car wash because I don't think I think or I believe this lie that money is everything in that I must save and save and save and save um and then once I have reached a certain amount of money I will be satisfied we often believe the lie that worldly things can satisfy us. And that's something that I've been learning recently is like placing my full satisfaction in Jesus and like not anything that this world has to offer. So that doesn't just apply to, you know, money. It applies to other possessions that we can acquire too. Um, But from this, I see that the little things matter. The little things like a devotional you read or a prayer walk you take or a hard conversation you have, that those things that are kingdom-minded and kingdom-focused are to be treasured. Um, So this passage kind of is a heart check of like, what do I value most in life? And right now, I would ask you to, if you have your phone nearby, if you have preferably a pen and a journal or a pen and a piece of paper, even a sticky note, write down, what am I valuing most right now? Because that's something I've had to ask myself recently, and it has seriously helped me to fix my eyes on Christ um, and fix my eyes on the things that he gives us. So, looking more at verse 22 through 24 of chapter 6, it's talking about how the eye is the lamp of the whole body. What we see, what we perceive with our eyes, it either brings light or it brings darkness. Each part of, you know, the body and what we see with our eyes, it contributes to the health of the spiritual body as a whole. What we see with our physical body, what we take in with our physical body does impact the spiritual body. Um, so yeah, that's kind of my little, you know, talk on that. Um, yeah. So now we're going to go into the bigger portion of this passage. It is the end of chapter 6, starting in verse 25, ending in verse 34. If you would like to follow along, I would encourage you to do so. Let's read. It's titled, The Cure for Anxiety. It says, Therefore, I tell you, don't worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Isn't life more than food and the body more than clothing? Consider the birds of the sky. They don't sow or reap or gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Aren't you worth more than they? Can any of you add one moment to his lifespan by worrying? 
And why do you worry about clothes? Observe how the wildflowers of the field grow. They don't labor or spin thread. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was adorned like one of these. If that's how God clothes the grass of the field, which here, which is here today and thrown into the furnace tomorrow, won't he do much more for you, you of little faith? So don't worry, saying, what will we eat, or what will we drink, or what will we wear? For the Gentiles eagerly seek all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be provided for you. Therefore, don't worry about tomorrow, because tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. So, I get really excited when I think about God's creation. Mainly because I have so many just sweet, sweet memories made in his creation, specifically in Colorado. And that is something that I hold really close to my heart. Um, which is why I think it is important to admire creation. And it is a little thing but it is so infinite it is so vast it is so beautiful and it is just a picture of what heaven's gonna look like just a picture um it is a thin space where heaven meets earth and it's that little space in between and it's it's beautiful uh nature's surroundings that we experience are critical to knowing god If we don't look at creation and we don't look at his word, how will we know God? This kind of relates to the last episode of this podcast where I talked about like having friendship and a relationship with God and how we must know him in order to be his friend, in order to have this two-way, you know, street, this, you know, mutual relationship. So, we are going to talk about an exercise that I love to do. Um, actually, I take that back. Okay, I got ahead of myself there, but <laughs> this is something that I've done recently when I feel anxious and I feel stress. Now, I'm not talking about an anxiety attack. We will definitely talk about panic attacks in a later episode. I'm talking about a moment of anxiety, um, a moment where my chest feels heavy and I feel like I need to catch my breath and there's a lot of thoughts just swirling in my head and I feel them starting to spiral. This is what I'm talking about. This is the kind of anxiety I'm talking about. So, um, I'm sure y'all have heard of, if you have anxiety, you've probably heard of this and you've probably talked about it in therapy, but there is this exercise called grounding and it's usually finding five things you can hear or sorry, five things you can see, four things you can hear, three things you can touch, two things you can smell, and one thing you can taste. And this helps to reduce anxiety and it is a good technique for um, gaining better sense of your surroundings and feeling like what is happening is a reality, but it does help to move past that. Now, I've seen grounding work in my life, but 
I'm going to take a little twist on it. So I like to think back to a time where I felt most at peace. And um, I think that time for me was last summer when I was on work crew at Sky Ranch. I got to live in a tiny town called Powderhorn in Colorado for about five weeks. And the hustle and bustle of work crew was real. We were in the kitchen eight hours every day on our feet constantly just running around like doing the most boring tasks. So it got really, really tiring. But There were times when I got to step away from the busyness and I got to be with God and I got to experience him and have silence and solitude with Jesus. And so that is the time that I definitely felt most at peace. Now, I want to try grounding with the time I felt most at peace. So that was definitely in the chapel at Ute Trail, where I was. Um, So I would encourage you to think of a place where you felt most at peace, where there was no anxiety and your heart was focused on the Lord and you were, you know, breathing calmly and you were just in this state of solitude with the Lord. Um, this is a different way of grounding with that. So think of that place and then think about how it felt. Like what things could you touch while you were there? Um, for me in Ute Trail, I, we always had to take our shoes off before entering the chapel. And so I could feel the cold wood floor under my feet. I usually had socks on, by the way, because if I didn't, that'd be gross. Um, I would sit in the velvet pew. Things that I could see. I could see the mountains. If I was sitting in the pew looking right in front of me, there was a big window with stained glass on it. But there was there was a part that didn't have stained glass and I could see the mountains visibly. Um. Sometimes if I was there in the evening, I could see the sunset, which was so pretty. Um, Overall, from what I saw, it was the vastness of creation and the beauty that surrounded the earth. Um, Something that I could smell while I was there was just the crisp mountain air um, that is only found in places like Colorado. And... It was just a really good smell. I don't know. I don't know what else, how else to describe it. Taste. I really couldn't think of anything I could taste for this one, except if I was drinking water. It was water, you know. <laughs> um, the last thing, things that I could hear. Um, I usually put in my AirPods and listen to worship music while I was in there just to kind of fill my mind with truth as I was reading or as I was thinking and contemplating and processing different emotions, um, just to be reminded of truth that way. So this is a different way of grounding, of taking yourself back to a place that made you feel at peace and remembering those sensations and kind of bringing them into your reality of where you're at 
so I would encourage you guys to try this if you're feeling anxiety um, and the weight of the world. So what does this have to do with car washes? I know we like talked about car washes and then we went to Matthew 6 and now we're talking about grounding. Like how does this all kind of connect? Well, in car washes, there's so many different sensations, but it's also a place that made me feel joy and made me feel peace. Um, And I think it's important to kind of, like I said, ground yourself in moments that make you, that also make you feel joy. Because joy and anxiety cannot coexist. Anxiety and peace cannot coexist. By taking yourself back to those places, you're reminded of who God is and his heart for you and his love for you. And the last point that I have to say about this is that no matter where you're at in your mental health journey, um, no matter how much you're spiraling, like it is real in your pain and your thoughts are so valid. They are so valid and they are so real. Just don't always rely on them because they don't always dictate God's character. They don't always line up with God's word. Um, And I think Matthew 6 is a great place to look for um, what is truth. What does God say about me? What does he think about me? What does he say about himself? It's not just the cure for anxiety, as the title says. I think it is the truth of life. and. Yeah, I would very much um, encourage y'all to read that and pray this prayer. Um, It's just a simple one. It's like one sentence long. But Lord, flood my mind with you. When my mind feels flooded and it feels really sticky and messy and hard to kind of get out of and find clarity and find closure. I just want to be reminded of who God is and what he's done for me and the gospel and what he did on the cross and his mercy and his love and his forgiveness in the middle of my anxiety. So that's all I have for today, but I am so thankful to be doing this podcast. And I know today it was kind of a little all over the place, but thanks for sticking with it and um, coming this far. And I hope you got something from it, but Hey, Even if you didn't, um, it's really sweet that you listened. So grateful for you all. I love you all. And I will see you on the next episode.